This is the Westlake Nation Podcast. Powered by the Westlake Shaft Club. At the 20, 10, 5, touchdown! And he is into the end zone. Oh man, what a catch here! Touchdown, Westlake! And brought to you by... Austin Face and Body, Independence Title, Appliances Now, St. David's South Austin Medical Center, Hat Creek Burger Company, Hobart Auto Group, Harway Appliances, Restore Hyper Wellness. And now, here's the latest episode of Three and Out with Tony Salazar. Well, Coach, there is the non-district season, there is the district season, the goal board is what it is, and then that goal board is when a district championship. Before we get on to Round Rock, let's talk about the Johnson game because it was met with some challenges that you expected, but I think what's important to realize is the historic nature of the run that Westlake is on under your watch, four consecutive seasons of a 10-0 team, four consecutive district titles. There is a standard that has to be met season in, season out. And I think that's an easy motivating factor. And we talked about that last week. How do you get ready for a game? We have an opportunity to do something that's never been done before on our watch. Let's go do it. That's right. I mean, obviously, uh, last week was a great opportunity for our team to finish up a goal that we started back in January. We we had this uh, the schedule they gave us and uh, 10 games on it. And I obviously had uh, eight district opponents. And we figured if we won all eight of those games, it'd give us a trophy at the end of it. And the highlight is, yes, uh, main, you know, keeping that district championship here at Westlake. It's, but, but bigger picture, it's about trying to place ourselves in the best possible position for a Texas high school playoff run. And obviously, winning district championship gives you the opportunity to play a home game. You know, all, all the variables that we would hope uh, would allow us to be successful to the first round and and continue to get better as a football team and hopefully play for a while. And I think also when you have that opportunity on the road, it gives your football team kind of an opportunity to see what life is about to be like. It gives you a playoff atmosphere without having to play a playoff game. And I, and I felt that electricity. There was a lot of things that probably didn't go on schedule in the Johnson game at Bob Shelton Stadium. So I think it gave your kids kind of a taste of, hey, you know, sometimes it's going to be hurry up and wait, boys. And sometimes things are not going to go our way. How do you respond? And Ty Ingramizer responded very, very well, put himself in a position. And I often say that history can happen to to a player. And with all the football that Ty Ingramizer has played, he did not have a career interception. And on back-to-back plays, he had two. Yeah. And it tells you that anything can happen at any time. Ty was such a big spark for our football team last Thursday. And, you know, senior night for, for the Johnson Jaguars. We sat through about an hour worth of senior night introductions that uh, while we're warming up for the game, we're listening to people's backgrounds and uh, where they grew up and what their hobbies are and where they're going to school. And that's obviously a cool opportunity for them and their program. But for us, it wasn't too inspiring to get ready for a football game. There wasn't many people in our stands. There wasn't many people in their stands. It was a Thursday night, dreary weather. And uh, so there wasn't much emotion coming, you know, from the outside to- directed towards the field. And in the back of their mind, they're kids and they know, they know that the district championship had already been won. Uh, it was simply a fact of, is it going to have our name on there? Is it going to have co-champs on there? That's what we were playing for. And obviously we're playing for, to get this football team on a roll, to get better and closer to playing our best football. We're day to day now. And I think that's the message in our field house. Uh, I kind of gave him that message about halftime of that game when we're only up, you know, a couple touchdowns. You know, I said, guys, you got six quarters left of football guaranteed. You know, and that, that really struck home with, with a lot of those guys. I actually had a couple of guys walk out of there with a couple of tears in their eyes. I said, what's wrong? I just realized, Coach, we've got six quarters left. That, I think those were pretty important words, those kids, are realizing, realizing the sense of urgency of where we're at this week. If we want more practice next week, we've got to go earn them. If we want another game, we've got to go earn it. And it's helping keep our kids focused on the now and not looking ahead. I know during the season there's opportunities to kind of look ahead for, you know, the first game. Then it's looking ahead towards district, you know, looking ahead towards the big games in the season. It's 
hey, looking towards the playoffs. Well, now the playoffs are here. We don't know who we're playing next week because we don't have a game schedule. Our game comes with, you know, success on the field and us have more points than them. So um, I feel like our practices this week have been um, really urgent. Uh, I think our kids understand that that could have been our last Wednesday practice. And uh, the same thing's going to be said about our practice on Thursday. Uh, might be our last time to play together. And uh, hopefully that is the motivating factor to get these guys to, to continue to prepare the same way we've prepared through our championship runs. And, and hopefully this team develops that mindset, uh, obviously, uh, sooner rather than later. You look at all of the opportunities that you've had as a coach young in your career, having the same staff and the continuity and the messaging, all of that is starting to really take hold because as I sit with our Shap of the Week this week, Jack Kaiser, and, and some of your guys that are seniors on this team, and I start hearing their vocabulary is, is echoing some of the things that we've heard other guys say in years past. You know, I look on your wall and I see guys that are playing college football on the biggest stage in college mm-hmm. football. And, you know, we have guys making plays at the service academies. You know, there's so much what I would call in the greater football world. We're starting to see guys that were on this championship run and the guys that are playing now watched them. So you're starting to see a little bit of legacy creep in. And there's this protection of that legacy that's kind of embedded. And I go back to a conversation with Judson Crockett last week, and he, he said, we don't allow points here verbatim from him without any kind of prompting whatsoever. He said the legacy in the defensive back room, the legacy on the Westlake defense is we do not allow points and having that mindset seems crazy. Having the mindset of less than three yards average per carry is, is kind of mind blowing to the outside football world and some within your own profession coach. It's, It's kind of crazy to think that the impossible could be the goal. But I think those words from Judson and some of the things that we've heard from Ty and and the guys that have been here watching those teams before them, five shutouts out of 10 games doesn't just send a message. It sends a very large message to the rest of the 6A football world. That's what we want our program to be, built on legacy, built on the guys that came before, uh, that uh, during their time they understood what the standard was here at Westlake, opening their arms and welcoming the, the young ones in our program. And giving those guys examples of what it takes to be a champion and what it takes to prepare like a champion. As you mentioned, a lot of these guys were brought up on a, on a uh, as a JV bring up, as we refer here, to the playoffs. You know, their sophomore years. Uh, I think Crockett was actually on the team and, and Denham was on the team and a couple other guys were on the team. But it's the same song and dance, just 2023 version. It's We brought up 30-something, you know, younger players in our program to come up and get the same experience that, that our seniors now had once upon a time. They're... They're learning the ropes of championship practices for the playoffs. They're learning the ropes of preparation and what that looks like. They're learning how to to prepare themselves outside of the, you know, 45 minutes we have in our athletic period. It's not us making it mandatory on them. It's them doing it themselves. It's them going home and watching tape on their own. It's them watching film together, you know, as a position group uh, and eating lunch with their buddies. And that's that's the culture. That's the standard around here. And and obviously, I think, uh, you know, Judson said it correctly. You know, um, I think the reason our kids believe it is because we've had results in the past that stand behind it. Uh, and they can say all those goals might be lofty goals and expectations for offense, for defense, for special teams. But when we go back and we looked at through the years, that's the standard to win a state championship. Those are state championship standards. They're not being the best in, in 26-6A. They're, they're not being the best in Austin. They're being the best in the state of Texas. And for some people to have those high of expectations, high of goals for themselves, uh, they can't imagine it. They can't fathom it. Here is just the price of poker. We understand we want to be at the high stakes table because we want to be playing for, you know, the biggest games in the state of Texas. And now we're in the playoffs. We get one at a time, and each one we're going to take is the biggest game. I think when you look at Round Rock, you think of a team 
in, of course, a first-year head coach and a first-year playoff coach, but a longtime defensive coordinator guy that, you know, Coach Moore taking over for arguably one of the more legendary coaches, especially in the Round Rock area. But the Dragons come in with a season that I know that if a couple things go a different way, they're they're sitting in a totally different seed and, and probably not coming into Chaparral Stadium because I think there was a lot of math they lost a tight one to Vista Ridge. It kind of put him in this situation. But what we know is incredibly true. Round Rock, despite some of those issues throughout the season, this is not a four and six team that you can just say, eh, you know, we'll we'll do our we'll do us and everything will be okay. Mason Cochran and company bring a completely different element in with the way they go about trying to run their offense. Yeah, I mean, this is a talented football team. and It's probably the best 4-6 team I've ever seen. I don't think I'm patting them on the back or I'm blowing their ego up. I think they know that. Um, they're historically, obviously, playoff football team. You know, they hang their hat on being a physical football team on both sides of the ball. Uh, and this year's no different. Uh, it all starts for them on their offensive side of the ball with the quarterback, Mason Cochran. He's a big old rascal. He's 6'2", 210, but probably 220 pounds. I would say probably more than two. He probably weighs more than 210. He's probably 220. You know, they're going to give him a lot of the opportunities to run with the football. Uh, he's going to have to run pass options where they're designed quarterback runs, you know, some type of a quick pass built in beforehand. They become a tough team to defeat because they, they hold on to football. I told our defense this, this week is making in our offense, especially possessions are going to come at a premium, especially early on in this football game. Uh, if we stay on the field on defense because their offense is running the ball, then we're not scoring any points because our offense sit on the sideline watching us. Uh, we got to get off the field as a defensive unit to make sure that we give the ball back to our offense so they can go score points. If you get a, get ahead by a couple scores against a you know a run dominant team, then it becomes a little bit harder of a challenge for them to come back and get in the football game. And when they become one dimensional, obviously we can let our defensive line loose and let them get after the quarterback. So they've still got the round rock athletes at the skill positions on both sides of the ball. They're they're well coached, as you mentioned. Coach Moore does a great job with their defense. They're going to be in the right spot. You know, it's going to be a matter of us just uh, knowing where they're going to be, but winning the one on one battles and then trying to make a guy or two miss. Defensively, I know that everybody is going to look at this and say, how do you stop the run? How do you how do you stop the run against Westlake? How do you attack their offensive front? And I think defensively, when you look at a obviously a former Division One defensive lineman as the head coach, you kind of have that that mindset of if anybody's going to know how to do it, it's going to be this guy. And and what we see at times from from Round Rock is when you get into a, a short down and distance, they really, really make things very difficult. And I know that when you key on the run, it, it creates opportunities to make plays in the passing game, which we saw last week against Johnson. In, the, in our backfield resides number 33. And uh, with him, that's our football team starts there. And it starts those big boys up in front of him that uh, do a great job of being physical coming off the ball. We know that's going to be the number one X factor as we go in this game is our offensive line versus their defensive line. You know, Round Rock historically has had a talented defensive front just about every single year with size and ability. I think this year's no different. They still have got guys with some good height, 6'2", 6'2", 6'3", you know, and some guys that with some some speed. You look in the back end of things, and uh, safety Aiden Walker, number one, is a talented football player. You know, and all the while, they got a five-star corner that's been sitting on the sidelines for the last few weeks. and. Fully anticipate him dusting off those pads and coming out and trying to give Westlake all he's got. And so we got to obviously win the physical game up front. And then when those opportunities outside one on one present themselves, we got to throw and catch and we got to protect the quarterback. We got to be accurate with the ball. And, and if it's a challengeable 50 50 ball, I told our kids it's got to be an 80 20 ball. It's got to be Westlake 80% of the time. Uh, we got to find a way to win those matchups and those opportunities of one on one. We feel like are in our favor, not theirs. 
Final thought, Coach. 37 kids get brought up from the sub-varsity level. That is a decision that has been made you know, long before you were head coach as part of this program. When the junior varsity season is over, sub-varsity season is over, you, you pick the guys that, that you know are going to help you in practice, guys that are going to be effective as attack team guys, guys that are going to help you win games. And I think you add those 37 incredibly hungry sub-varsity players, you add those to your incredibly hungry attack team guys now, and I go back to what Jack said, and you'll hear this coming up at halftime, guys like Ben Krizan are just about as invaluable as they possibly can be, especially at this time of year yeah i mean bringing these kids up you know you know we'd love to bring them all up but obviously logistics make it difficult <laughs> to feed to house to dress that many kids uh without you having a bunch of people are standing around you know and you feel like well are we getting anything out of it and so uh, we bring up a number of kids and it's always a very very tough decision to where that number stops and believe me it's heartbreaking for me because i know so many of our kids want to be a part of this they want to be a part of the journey the experience um, but we're looking for guys that obviously have defined roles. Like you said, they have a, a specialty skill set that can help our team be deeper for the playoffs. The results of their um, their play on the field have warranted them to kind of be really the next next guys in line in our program. Uh, we want those guys, just like there are seniors right now, to experience the playoffs. We want those guys to experience uh, the level of preparation. We want those guys to experience the big stadiums, you know, so that when it's their turn, uh, it's not big eyes and bright lights and, and we don't know how to play football anymore. It's... I've been here, done that, all right, I've got the T-shirt. Now it's time for me to go out. It's my turn to go out there and be the starter. It's my turn to go out there and make the plays. And those guys that run our attack team, I mean, uh, we're through 10 games. We have 10 games of tape, all right, on our opponent. And there's a, there's a lot of offense, a lot of defense on there. And, and those attack team guys aren't just lining up blindly. They are emulating Round Rock's offense. They're emulating Round Rock's defense to the very, very best of their ability. And like you mentioned, seniors like Krizan, our senior attack team offensive line do a great job. Our senior defensive line that goes and prepares our offense. I got all those senior safeties back there, BG and Toomey and, and Aiden Swarsbach. You got so many uh, Lardy over there. We got uh, receivers on our end, some, some young receivers in our junior varsity been helping us for a couple weeks now allows us to get so many reps so many quality reps in our football program you know we're getting twice as many reps now than we did in the regular season when you have that obviously that 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 pickup in 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 execution and production we're hoping sure hoping that all those extra reps we we, we got this week uh are going to show up on friday night with, with great results for for our football team coach as always thanks for the time and good luck thank you joe you've been listening to the westlake nation podcast Stay tuned as we bring you new episodes each week. The Westlake Nation podcast is powered by the Westlake Shack Club and part of the Westlake Nation Media Network. This is Westlake Nation.